Is the light helping? Oh yeah, oh yeah, it looks okay. good, man. This episode six, the top assistant. We live, man. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm uh, Kevin go. Wilson, uh, alongside the coach, the man, the myth, the legend, Big East basketball's biggest fan. You know, uh, Coppin State grad, there you the go. Eric Peters. Eric Peters. Yes, sir. Yes, yeah. sir. What's going on? It's uh, it's been a while since we last talked. Last time we were on the screen was with John Feinstein, who you never called and followed up with, which. Uh, I called. Supposed to be your friend. We have not talked, and so John, I owe you a call. I owe you another one because. Oh, y'all playing tag? Yes. Okay. Yeah, okay. But no, I don't know. Did he call? It? Maybe I'm not sure. Oh not sure. no! Oh, he did the show, and now he's not trying to talk to you. No, 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 no. no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, yeah. Definitely not. Definitely not. He was. He was great. I thought that was. Um, and going into college athletics and what's going on right now, he was that was that was big. That was big, for sure. Um, yeah. And I know you are a big fan, boy, especially when your teams are winning. Um, you always find a way to be cheering for the winning teams. Let's uh, behind you, you man. You got some some going back there. Is there something camp, going baby. Back there? If we sign Clowney, woo, baby, you talking filling in them pieces on the defense? They can talk about OBJ, Lamar. Ty Flowers, Tay Flowers, defense wins championships. That's what we're built on. Okay? That's what we're built on. So, was that training camp, the open practice with my sons uh, about two Saturdays ago? It was baking hot. Come on. Literally. It was like Tampa. Mm. Literally. Woo! Yeah. Yeah. And there was no shade. Mm -hmm. No, I had to go up underneath. I told my sons. Y'all, I'm going up underneath. They had a nice little section that was covered in the bleachers. Whoo! It was about a 20 degree difference in the shade. How'd, you get, uh, how'd you get access out there? Just got tickets online. They, they, they. Oh, they, okay, okay. But like last year, where I had to pull a, I know, I know so and so up in the booth. Shout out to mm-hmm. Jerry Sandusky with a G. Jerry Sandusky. Careful. WBAL. Yeah. Uh, he's the Ray voice of the Ravens. The haze in the barn. For, yes, for, so. those, uh, for those quoting um, the show, so Jerry Sandusky got you with a G. Jerry with a G. That's right. Like, no, why, so why you got to be with a G on it? Why you keep? I spells his name. There's a big difference. <laughs> <laughs> He's already done the story, Jerry. He's already did. Just, just look it up, Jerry with a G. Sandusky, <laughs> a Baltimore Ravens fame. The okay. boys of the Ravens. Yes, sir. Okay. So yes, Jerry Sandusky got you tickets to training camp. That's Last good. year. This year it was free online. I went and got three tickets. Parking pass was like 10 bucks. Parked literally right across Russell Street from the stadium. Went in there. It was packed. Good 20,000, 30,000. Uh, shout out to my man, Avon Bryant, the ball guy, the equipment guy for the Ravens. We went to college together. They called him the lieutenant. He's a retired fire lieutenant. Mm-hmm. Uh, when. Um, Flock, not Flacco, when uh, Justin Tucker kicked that 66-yard of the record-breaking field goal yeah. against the Detroit Lions, yeah. the guy that caught the ball when it bounced over, that's Avon. He's the equipment guy. Oh, that's crazy. That's awesome. Yeah, that's my guy. That's my yeah. guy. That's my guy. So how long have you been uh, affiliated with Jerry Sandusky? 2004 or five when I went to Towson. and okay. we. We uh, uh, the radio. He's actually all my life because he's been a sportscaster in Baltimore forever. I've known him long, and he's known me. That's for sure. So you've been following Jerry Sandusky and a fan of his for a long time. His dad played for the Colts, and um, uh, I don't know if he worked for the Colts, but the Baltimore Colts. And then obviously he's now the voice of the Ravens. So, so, my so you would say you you're a big fan of Jerry Sandusky. When I came to Tampa. Right. And you're not going to, you know, it's not going to change. When I took the job at South Florida, leaving Towson University, he literally said St. Pete Clearwater Beach was top five in the world. Wow. Top five beaches in the world. Nice. You agree with that being a being a Tampa resident? You know, uh, Tampa's all right. I'm just not a Florida person. I'm originally from the Midwest, so Florida is just it's too hot. I just I can't No, stop. come on, Ken. Listen, come on, stop, bro. I can't imagine how hot it is now with uh, the the whole country baking an extra twenty degrees. I couldn't imagine. True. True. I couldn't imagine being down there. Prayers and, and to everyone out there in Hawaii, 
Oh, goodness. The families. Yeah. Uh, in the volcano. Volcano. Yeah. 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 Amen to that. And so, but yeah, if anything to be taken from this story, you have been a fan of Jerry Sandusky since the early, early two Jerry with the G. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And I read the Cleary report, the Cleary from all 400 pages of it. So we're not talking about that. We're not talking about (laughs) college. Oh, goodness gracious. We're talking about the Raven. Keep him under. Keep him under the jail. Keep the other one under the jail. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah no doubt. No so doubt. Uh, it's been a, a quite a bit has been happening since the last time we got into the uh, the same uh, internet space, man. And um, uh, Eric Skeeter is obviously an accomplished uh, Division One coach, his head head coach on, um, and has coached on many different levels. Been to the NCAA tournament, has seen it all, even including realignment, the Big East. Yes. That shirt is one of the top ones. That used in to be honor good. of, trust me, today, in honor of the topic of conversation today. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You, when that first all went around, I mean, we thought we'd never see anything like that again. And now we thought the transfer portal was bad. We got whole organizations moving <laughs> to different conferences, man. What is going on in the NCAA today? So, I'll, you know what? I'll never forget. Seth Greenberg takes the job. At Virginia Tech. And right at the Final Four, right after the Final Four, early April, go through the interview process, get hired, join staff. I remember it was the the lottery, the the NBA draft lottery. When the balls got picked, I was in the Pittsburgh airport uh, flying down from Pittsburgh, Youngstown, Ohio, to Blacksburg. And we were in the Big East. And the goal was because it's a 16-team conference, to finish in the top 12 to go to Madison Square Garden. That's what the previous coaching staff had not accomplished at Virginia Tech. That was the goal with Seth and us taking taking this job. And I'm calling Cecil Kirk Rec Center, the AAU program in Baltimore Rec Center, world-renowned, uh, Reggie Lewis, David Wingate, you know, just big-time, big-time rec center in Baltimore City calling the coach Anthony Duty Lewis about Tavon Nelson. Hmm. Tavon Nelson. Tavon, got to have him. Big East, a grinder, 6'7", just a tough kid. Just He's just perfect for the Big East. Let's just say 90 days later, 60 days later, <laughs> we go through this. We're in. So Dr. Dr. Shalula of the University of Miami, uh, the president of the University of Miami, the presidents of Boston College and Syracuse get together and say they're going to the ACC, Miami, Boston College, and Syracuse. Jeez. Mind you, in 2003, what did Jim Beheim accomplish? Mm-hmm. Just won his first national championship. And he said in a press conference, just like I'm looking at this camera, he says, I'm not going anywhere. Come on. <laughs> so, so, little brothers over the, the Cavaliers at the time, little brothers, Virginia Tech to University of Virginia, called Governor Warner, and there was a vote coming in. And the vote for the ACC, I think, I want to say it was 11 or 12. You had to have a majority. So, you had to have nine out of 12. Yes, and so Duke and Carolina were against expansion. Roy Williams, Mike Krzyzewski had press conferences talking about the, the ACC and the purity of it, the, the history of the ACC, and it was going to take away from expansion. I, and you could, they've probably taken them down off video, YouTube, or what have you. But obviously being at Virginia Tech in April, on the road recruiting, sitting in the gym in Vegas with Steve Wojciechowski and Mike Krzyzewski, and he looks at me and says, welcome to the league. So mm-hmm. <laughs> they were against expansion. Virginia Tech, I'm calling Duty Lewis about Tavon Nelson, and about eh, a month, month and a half later, I'm calling him back, and I'm about calling him for the star player. to said, Duty, we're going to ACC. Can we get involved with Rudy Gay? <laughs> right. <laughs> things, things done change, Duty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
expansion. And I give you this. So we go on the Hokie Tours. And, man, I wish I remember these names off the top of my head. But the head of the the, uh, the Hokie Foundation, we go on the Hokie Tours. As assistant coach, me, Charlie Wiles. Shout out to my guy, Charlie Wiles. Assistant football coach, assistant basketball coach, women's coach. And we go with uh, one of the fundraisers with Hokie Foundation. We're going on a tour visiting with the alumni and supporters and boosters. And we're going and telling these stories. Charlie Wiles tell a great story. I got I to gotta get this to the world. So Charlie Wiles says this is how they rank the recruits of Virginia Tech football during the Frank Beamer era. They, they talk about a kid. He's really good. He's special in this, especially that. And he's going to buy his mama house. But this, the the D'Angelo Halls and the Michael Vicks of the world, when they're recruiting those kids, Charlie Wilde says he's going to build his mama house wherever she wanted. Mm. That would be different. It's two level of recruits and how they compared them when this guy was a surefire NFL first round. So our, our Hokie Foundation, basically the head of it, was taking us around. I, I should have got the names out, but I'm just going off the dome in the booth today because she said, Coach, I can't cash the checks fast enough. Like the donations and the season ticket, the checks are coming in. I, they're falling out of my desk drawer, Coach. Virginia Tech going into the ACC, being in Southwest Virginia, less than two hours from... Uh, the Wake Forest, NC State, what do they call that? The Triangle. The Triangle. Carolina. Mm-hmm. Like, it was a home run. It was a no-brainer. Right. Maryland was still in the ACC at the time. Obviously, UVA, Duke, Carolina, NC State, Wake Forest, Florida State, Miami. And lo and behold, Virginia Tech football, quarterback by Brian Randall, that next year, Brian Randall led Virginia Tech versus Miami in the ACC to the first, what is it, South-North ACC championship, their first season in the ACC. And expansion, as we know it, I'll never forget, Seth Greenberg said to me, because I know Seth's got his podcast, he said to us, spend the money, Skeet, spend the money. We're going to the ACC. We got to show to We got to show them. We got to show them that we need to up the budget, spend the money. We, we, I literally, I think I bought a ticket to fly from Blacksburg to Seattle, Washington. I was recruiting this kid named Justin Holt, who committed to us mid-year. And I'm going to say, I might have bought the ticket on a Tuesday to fly out Thursday. First time in my life I've had jet lag. (laughs) Blacksburg, Blacksburg to Philly, Philly to Seattle. And I couldn't understand what these, these pains, this tightness was in my legs. And Justin Holt was a bad boy. Justin, his son actually uh, is a high-level recruit. I can't remember. I know University of Washington was recruiting him. He's in a prep school in Georgia. But um, the budgets, the ultimate, and I know we're going to get into it with this conference change, it's the money. It's always the money. And when, when, when you think it's not the money, you the fool. The first time you think it's not the money, you the fool. And just ask the four schools still sitting there in the pack 12, pack four, I guess they're calling it, uh, about why everybody left. The pack four is hilarious. Uh, <laughs> man, and it's it's seemingly all football based. I mean, we've had some um, some student athletes come out, some even coaches, Rick Patino, Nick Saban. Has, re- has has come out openly, you know, bashing this. I mean, we're at the point where we kind of just need two, three, four super conferences now, and just go from there, right? And then they're, they're still figuring it out, Kev. The, yeah. the, the, the they've got a lot of ideas out there that kind of make sense, but they're not considering the non-rev sports, the Olympic sports. Right. Football and basketball, and I've been at college coaching since 96, so maybe call me old, call me whatever, but I'm surely not old because, you know, there wasn't a calendar. I talked to my old heads and, and the guys that my that mentored me in the business, and they remember a time when there wasn't a calendar for recruiting. Mm-hmm. Like you were out the whole month of July or you were out whenever, every day. And so they're not considering, and they didn't consider 
the sports that don't make money. Yeah. So I'm literally in an airport coaching at Virginia Tech. I'm flying through Detroit. I'm going to Detroit. And the UCLA women's field hockey team? It was a US UCLA women's team and their Adidas gear. And they're, I don't know, it was it was it wasn't volley. They had they had equipment. So I'm sure it was either lacrosse or field hockey. Because I want to say they had it might have been softball, but I don't think so. But they had sticks or bats, or they had these special bags to carry their equipment. And they're in an airport in Detroit. Mm. The UCLA women's team was in the airport in Detroit. So they flew from LAX to Detroit or wherever they're headed. They might have been in a connection. But when you talk about UCLA and USC joining the Big Ten and those sports playing, (laughs) they're going out on the East Coast swing. I mean, it's not the NFL. It's not the NBA. So we know that the money's there. We know that it exists. The 2021 NCAA tournament, if nothing else, proved to the world, right, that it was about money because CBS had to have – CBS had a clause in the contract with the NCAA tournament, Division One NCAA, the men's basketball agreement, that is – because the 2020 tournament, remember now, got canceled. So back-to-back tournaments did not happen for whatever reason. There was a clause – for them to renegotiate the contract. Hmm. And during the time of the pandemic, everybody needed what? Resources. <laughs> so that tournament had to happen. It happened. It paid a lot of bills. Obviously, we know what the men's basketball tournament funds, all the other championships, uh, except for maybe, I think, uh, the World Series, the College World Series of baseball, not softball. So, we know what expansion means. It means more revenue. But has anyone talked to the coaches like that coach from Missouri of the non-rev sports and the student-athletes in regards to the travel? That's not cheap. And you're speaking about Eli Drinkwitz at, uh, at Missouri, football coach, right? Yeah. He, uh, he went yeah. in on it and uh, needed to be touched on because, I mean, the, the travel is not – cheap and we you know softball baseball those are teams that are larger than basketball uh, here's a, here's a, but here's a challenge here's a question ready will they put those sports in charter planes hmm. will you put volleyball will you put softball will you put uh you know lacrosse <laughs> sport near to my dear to my heart they want to expand like denver has one of the best lacrosse programs in the country right now so are you going to put them in a charter plane? Are you going to fly them in and then get them back? Like Larry Harrison, former assistant of West Virginia, when West Virginia was in the Big East, old Big East, the 16-team Big East, when it was 11 teams getting into this eight tournament. Okay. Larry Harrison said when they played in the Big East, they would charter to wherever they had to go, South Florida, Cincinnati, well, not Cincinnati, but, you know, New York, Connecticut, where have you, Syracuse, and be back. He'd be he'd be home in his bed by 1 a.m. and sleeping in his own bed. So if you're going to send these teams cross-country, right, for the money, you're going to join a conference. You're going to put together a conference where Oregon is playing whoever in the Midwest or, you know, whoever's in the south of the Big 12. If you're going to – not jeopardize it. That's a bad word for the student now because if you're on a scholarship, but you know they always they, they wanted to say that you know it's a sacrifice that a student athlete has to make. Because eh. hmm. eh, it's it, 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 like my man said in uh, Rodney Dangerfield's movie Back to School, it was a really big check. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> like. Invest in those student-athletes. Invest in those non-revenue sports. You're only talking about, what is it, eight games a year? You know, if if the money is that big, if the money is that important to where the welfare and the mental health of the student-athletes, if if that is a, is, is a consideration and a concern, there's a, there's a, there's a big investment that the universities, the presidents, 
and the conferences can make to make it better for everyone. Well, this is a this is going to be a uh, a brutal process for a lot of programs, and I've seen some schools. Stanford, Cal, would talks into ACC. Like, how would? Yeah. I mean, there's 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 just a lot of ridiculous things happening in the pack. So, I mean, I got to give you this, Kevin. This is why I wore the Big East shirt because mm-hmm. Bayham, Rick Pitino, literally when the Big East. Let the Requiem to the Big East, the 2013-14, uh, 30 for 30 on the Big East Conference. And I think it was Syracuse-Georgetown game. And, you know, great, great, great piece. Great piece. Behan made a quote that made a whole lot of sense. It is obviously, he's a lifer, original Big East head coach from the original conference, first year. The idea from Dave Gavin of the Big East Conference, the made-for-TV conference, and what made ESPN was Big East basketball. One university, and there's one program that makes all the difference in the world of having all these conversations. You want to take a stab at who it is? Coppin State. Oh, good guess. Good guess. Good guess. Mm -hmm. But no, it's a different sport. Okay, I'll give you that. I'll give you that clue. Different sport. In your great state. Oh, the Butler? Yes, sir. The Fighting Irish. Oh. Notre Dame football. If Notre Dame football would just have come into the Big East, Syracuse, Virginia Tech, Pittsburgh, (laughs) Rutgers, if they would have just come into a conference. Yeah. Okay. I'll take it even one step further. You ready? Come into the ACC. Florida State, Miami, Clemson is now playing for national, winning national, not playing for, winning national championships. Notre Dame football, because Notre Dame basketball and the rest of their sports are where? The ACC. Where's Notre Dame football? Still independent, Mm -hmm. right? Got their own network, NBC, doing their own thing. If they would have come into the Big East as a football program, like they did for basketball and all the other sports, or into the ACC, Total, totally different conversation throughout the entire spectrum of college athletics. Not me. The Heimer. That's from the Heimer, as they call him, Jim Behan. Hmm. Once One program made all the difference in the world. We could have a totally different conversation than Notre Dame football. Well, I, I think it's obvious. Notre Dame isn't really – they love being single. They've never really been in it for the greater good of conferences. I mean – well, they've, they've been, been doing successful all right. enough. Their giving is, is 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 big enough. I think they have the second largest giving in in, in all of colleges and universities uh, with a major athletic program. And no ties. And no ties. No real ties. No. Yeah. Right. Not year to year contracts. Year to year contracts at most. And then, what which conference was it they joined that one year? Uh, for the strength that was a COVID year. When that was ACC. Right? ACC. No, right, that's, right, they're, right. they're they're every other sport is in the ACC. Right, right. Just for football, mm-hmm. they and they agreed in their agreement to the ACC to play six games a year versus ACC programs. So they're basically playing almost an ACC schedule. Then they get the right to pick whoever else they play: USC, Penn State, Navy. You know all the other schools that they play home and home year after year. Right. So I just wanted to throw that out there for the listeners that we're talking about tens of millions, of hundreds to billions of dollars in TV revenue and the mental health and the, 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 the wear and tear because all those other sports have the same level of dedication. You've heard me say this before, Kev. If you playing lacrosse, you playing soccer, you playing volleyball, you playing baseball, softball, field hockey, I don't care what it is, you put in the same time and energy as any other athlete. Yeah. Gymnastics put in as much time. The swimmers, the swimming team, I tip my hat to because every school that I've been at that has a, a, a swimming team, I don't care how successful they are. UNBC had Olympic athletes. I don't care how good or bad you are. They're in that pool at like five in the morning. Going. Woo! 
We would be there doing punishment and you know getting kids up and running them five and six in the morning. Them swimmers are in there. Full body workout. Woo! Yeah. Yeah. You understand? Uh-huh. So, like, shout out to Michael Phelps and Mark. You know, you always got to give Baltimore a shout out. But those kids are probably some of the most dedicated, disciplined athletes in all the college sports. So that dedication, that level of dedication, and I'm sure these Pac-12 schools have great swimming programs, obviously being out there in that, uh, you know, in the, on the West Coast. Like, where's the commitment to them? Yeah. Let's transition here, Eric Skeeter. This is uh, something that'll be near and dear to you. Um, Uh-oh. The Redskins, uh, move. The Commanders. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you, Ken. Like they always be the Redskins. <laughs> <laughs> Watch the football team, whatever. Before you go any further, before you, go, before you say another word, the Commanders. Yeah, the Commanders. Um, the Commanders is the new name of that organization, that franchise. Magic Johnson and his group, right? The new owners. What was the second choice? Mm. Who was the third choice? <laughs> <laughs> the commander was the best thing they could come up with. If I anyone's know. offended by me in that slip up, please uh, accept my apology here. But uh, Eric Bieniemy, um, a star offensive uh, mind, and been turned away 15 times for head coaching opportunities. Um, he finally steps away from Andy Reid and the Kansas City Chiefs um, and takes an opportunity with Ron Rivera and his uh, squad that's on the rise um, out there in Washington. And um, the enemy is constant, constant conversations about him every postseason. Is it time? Is it time? This man is going through interview after interview. Players have come out and talked against him, um, including LaShawn McCoy uh, speaking about him as a coach and um now it's kind of the final nail, seemingly, has come in that in that coffin for his chances to ever become a head coach as his current head coach that he's the assistant head coach for, Ron Rivera, comes out in a press conference and says that his team has struggled to adjust a bit to Eric Bieniemy's coaching style. And I quote, they were just a little concerned about his approach. So... Two, three Super Bowls, two rings in the last, it was four championships in the last five years. And Chiefs have always in there. Chiefs have right? always been in there. That's right. And, and, you know, shout out to Joe Burrow and what he thinks he's done and been successful against, <laughs> you know, because my man's on the, he's on the IR right now. Um, but I got, I got a quote from Tony Dungeon. Today's on X used to be uh, formerly known as Twitter. Here's what Coach Dungey says. Did the commanders do any, in capital letters, research on the enemy before they hired him, question mark? Did they talk to any, all caps, Chiefs or Vikings players or coaches, question mark? He didn't just suddenly become an intense and demanding coach. That's been his MO forever, and it's been successful. It shouldn't be a surprise. And I will add to anybody in the NFL, let alone the Washington football team and its players. Like, that's what breeds success. You talk about Tom Landry, Bill Parcells, the quote from um, um, Belichick. I can't remember the dude's name. Right, right, right. Bill Belichick, respect him. Greatest coach of all time. Bill, respect him. Respect him. (laughs) Don't love him. Respect. He got some, you know, Annapolis ties. So, you know, he's still a homeboy. But, you know, we, we, anyway, that's what those organizations like the, 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 the New York Giants and Bill Parcell's success with the Giants and Lawrence Taylor and that whole, that whole defense. Okay. You look at Pittsburgh. Um, from Mike, from Mike Tomlin, Chuck Noll, like those are the successful. You don't you you don't have to call it old school. Mm-hmm. It was it's just a dedication and his approach, and it's worked. 
it's proven. It's tried and tested. Nobody was speaking, talking about Pat Mahomes being the next best thing coming out of Texas Tech when he was drafted. He was a first-round draft pick, but... Not not this. He didn't expect this. Come on. Right. So, total domination. I mean, man, throwing side on. He's throwing no-look pass. He's throwing no-look... He's brought no-look passes to the NFL. Comfortably. Like Magic Johnson with Showtime. So, to question Eric the enemy, it says to me something about the character and the work habits of the players in the NFL that, I mean, in, the, in, their, in their organization, that maybe that you don't belong in the NFL, bro. Because if you got to complain about the way this guy is coaching you, and yes, okay, to the Redskins organization, like Tony Dunn, you said, if you didn't do your homework, then you're really not trying to win. And Ron Rivera, you played for the Chicago Bears. You played with Mike Singletary. So maybe it's a whole, you know, all those other issues of, you know, maybe Ron Rivera feels threatened for his job. I know he came out and, you know, with a statement today and cleaning it up, blah, blah, blah. Like, Maybe Ron Rivera doesn't understand what it takes. Maybe that, I mean, he had his one shot with Cam Newton, went to a Super Bowl with, with the Panthers. But, I mean, the guy's proven. And it's tough that he hasn't, he had to take this job. And this is now reinforcing what people saying he shouldn't have took the job. He should have just stayed in Kansas City to be a head coach because does this, is this a, a knock at his credibility? No. Mm-hmm. Not coming from the command. If he went to Green Bay, if he went to Tampa Bay, if he went anywhere where anybody on the roster had <laughs> sniff success mm. in the postseason NFL, maybe, maybe if he went with, you know, Russell Wilson, who's been in two Super Bowls, won a Super Bowl, okay, maybe. But the commanders? No, sir. No, sir. No, sir. So let's um... – you know, I, I mentioned LaShawn McCoy. He's a um, former NFL running back, played for the Chiefs. Um, they spent time with each other, um, mm-hmm. him and Bienemy. And he came out and really spoke on recently as well um, Bienemy's inability to really um, adjust to the times of how things are coached today. He praised Andy Reid uh, for being an X's and O's guy, um, but also being able to adjust and relating to players, whereas Bienemy. He never really saw install plays, never really called plays, really, um, but did hold people accountable in kind of an old school coaching uh, sort of way. But the actual coaching piece, he wasn't really. Tomato, tomato, potato, potato. Mm -hmm. You can't say that this guy wasn't like he wasn't involved that much with the offense because Andy Reid called the plays and things of that nature. The nuts and bolts of any successful organization and program is not only the players but the assistant coaches and the staff and what's done in practice Mm. not a game not a game not the game he loves but practice because you're getting three to one on average practice the games so and i know in college basketball we get 100 to 120 practices a year for 30 games do the math do the do the division so it's three to one so if i don't see if it's being done it being implemented three times a week, three times to to one game a year, and you're practicing all through training camp, Eric Miami has just as much an impact. Like, Tyreek Hill is no longer with Kansas City. He's in Miami, mm. and he's coming out in defense of the way he was coached by Coach E.B. You know, they gave him a man a nickname. So, and Eric Bieniemy also played in the NFL. So to discredit him and his involvement with the offense at Kansas City is to say Bill Belichick really didn't have much involvement in all those films when he was coaching with the Giants, or Nick Saban didn't have any involvement with Cleveland being on Bill Belichick's first staff. You know, that's like that that that's that's bull. <laughs> I'm gonna call it what it is, bro. <laughs> Coach, you uh, you won the top assistants in uh in the NCAA. Um, your head coach comes out and says a comment like this in a presser comes out the next day and does apologize and tries to clean things up um, after the uproar. But uh, you just got there. You're one of the top highly praised assistants across the league. Those comments come out. You have not been a head coach before you take this opportunity to potentially get you to that next step in a few years or so. And then this happens. Your mindset is what? We got to sit down and have a conversation. Coach cleaned it up, and they probably already talked as former athletes, as former players, 
maybe the, the, the context of the question and how I was posed to Ron Rivera, his answer may be misconstrued. So I'm Eric the enemy. You have to sit down. We're going to have a conversation. Because it came out publicly. I'm betting Ron Rivera went to Eric Bieniemy first. He called him in and explained to him the, the the situation and why he responded the way he did and what he said. And regardless of because they, I mean they may have worked together before. They may have coached. You know, Ron Rivera may be an assistant coach where Eric played. I don't know their history, but. If I'm Eric Bieniemy, my my thought process is keep my nose to the grind, work my ass off, make the Washington Commanders the best team possible. That, you know, just like Sean Payton and my man with the Jets, and how much he had to clean up. I'm 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 focused on my team. Coach John Calipari was was getting some some flack. I can't remember what season it was. Right after Anthony Davis. And those guys, and maybe when he was went to the NIT that year and lost to Robert Morris, it was like his quote was, "Coach your team, mm. and I'm a coach mine. Let me coach my team. You coach your team." So, yeah, but in, those, in, those, in those situations, though, I mean, it wasn't your head coach. No, no, no. That's literally yeah. So I, I, I get I, that. I, I get that. But that's it's, listen. There, it's it's the best of the best. Yes, but you can't, you can't, and I got to put this bluntly, you can't put your feelings into it, right? You got to leave your emotions out of it when it comes to doing your job. So the, but I mean, there's a lot on the line here. So if, mm-hmm. if, if mm-hmm. I make this move to the East Coast, um, I join another, you know, person of color to help their situation and they do this. I mean, from your seat to, let's say, in my seat, I'm the owner of an organization, a GM of an organization looking to make a hire in a year or so. These comments. No, 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 no. Listen, I've, I've gone on and, and, and coaches move on in spite of whether they get a stamp from their head coach or not. Let's just let's just keep it clean. Like we're keeping it real for the people. We don't keep it 100 and all those other cliches. Well, how many times, though, are the things that they have overcome public complaints from a head that a head coach is revealing to the media and also throwing players into it, saying that players are the one complaining and not backups, starters? It, it's it's September. It's August. Wherever. It's, it's early. It's all the speculation, you know, all the prognostication. Yes, you know, like. All those things will be like Tom Brady served a four or five game suspension at one year in New England, right? For the for mm-hmm. for uh, Inflate Gate or whatever they called it, right. not in the ball. Then they won a Super Bowl that year. Yeah. Yep. So Completely all the speculation in the preseason, all the speculation in the preseason, all the 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 the, the media, the sports news that they have to fill up the airways with all day long. They're trying to create stories. Does not take does not take place and does not come into play between. I ain't, the I, ain't, I ain't gonna let you off the hook here, Skeet, because there is no speculation. This no, is what I'm saying is Ron Rivera made a call. He made a statement. Yes, he said that the players were complaining about a coach. Yeah, he cleaned it up. He apologized. That does not change Eric Bieniemy's approach. That does not change how he's going to coach those dudes every day. Ron Rivera is going to coach those dudes and how they need to come to work the players and do their job every day. Turn the newspaper, put the newspaper down, turn the radio off, turn social media, shut it down. Got to go to work. They got to go to work anyway. They stink. They the fourth team in their division. So they stink. So the Eagles, the Giants, and the, and the Cowboys, didn't they all make the playoffs last year? That's yeah. Right. So the, the, the commanders, they, they got nothing to worry about besides winning a game. You want to you want you make everybody happy? Be 1-0. Forget the forget the, the preseason, the, you know the preseason games. I don't know who the Redskins first game because we play them in the non-con. I mean preseason, but whoever their first game is on their schedule, be one and zero. And I and I and I'm and I'm still not gonna let you off the hook because you are talking about internal. So externally, Eric Bieniemy 
becomes a head coach in the National Football League after these comments from players and a head coach. If he wins. Seemingly throw, thrown out there. That can still happen for him. If the commander's record is better this year than it was last year and years prior, if they win. Regardless of if Ron Rivera and they said he's the greatest thing since sliced bread and they 2-16, and 16, don't matter. So winning is the cure-all. Well, the enemy is kind of the definition of winning. And but no, he's no longer there. He's no Rick Pitino got a win at St. John's. He, all that what he did in Louisville, Kentucky, Providence don't matter. Big East before don't matter. You got to win at St. John. He don't win at St. John's. He loses Connecticut. He loses Georgetown. He loses to the young hot coach Kim English up in uh, Providence. Don't matter. What have you done for me lately? Win. And we do have factual evidence that this is um, these statements are valid because they're coming from the head coach and, and players. But um, when is the last time we've seen? We'll just focus on the NFL. Um, when's the last time we've seen a Tom Coughlin esque, Bill Parcells esque head coach get a job and or get that job and win? Urban Meyer, no. Oh, and win? Yeah. So when we talk I about mean, the future hiring, that's kind of but that's just it. The recent hires have not been there long enough. Miami, um, that I mean, Sean Payton, Sean Payton, really, he's coming in right now. He's he's establishing himself. Right. You still have um, you got Mike Tomlin, you got Bill Belichick, you got John Harbaugh. You have guys that have been in place with organizations. And even my man with the Cowboys right now has won a Super Bowl. Michael right? Carlin. The, the coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars has won a Super Bowl. Doug Peterson. The coach of the Philadelphia Eagles has been to the Super Bowl. Hmm. The young hotshot with the LA Rams has won a Super Bowl. So not as a head coach. So. You when establishing no Sean McVay. Oh, the the, the Rams. The Rams. What I say? Yeah, uh, the Chargers. Chargers. LA. They, the Raiders. Rams. Chargers. Who, who's in LA right now? Much LA. <laughs> <laughs> I love LA, but woo, too much. But for these coaches that are in the game today that aren't, you know, Mike Tomlin, Bill Belichick, John Harbaugh, like, you know, 10, 15 plus years with your organization, then, uh, or Pete Carroll, like, and have Super Bowls, you know, at least one on your, on your hands, they haven't been around long enough to be established. Yeah. I mean, you look at Andy Reid, Andy Reid, now he's got two of them. And he was great coach in Philly. So, yes, okay, you know, five minutes early is late. You know what I mean? Like, whatever, Tom Coughlin right, right. With, with, with the Giants. That, you know, there's so much, so much change in the way you do things with, you know, Zoom and video conferencing as far as, you know, COVID testing and all that. I'm watching the special on Howard, how, you know, you, the Zooms and, you know, all those video conferences now that the way – the approach to developing and getting better and implementing your your whatever your style of play is and your systems in football, the conditioning, offense, defense, special teams, like how many guys can we really say have a successful track record five years and under in the league? And then you got a couple guys that's won championships, Peterson. Sean McVay, um, I think who was might be a third one, but at least those two, they haven't been in the same program. I mean, okay, Sean might be there now five years, but Peterson just got the Jackson. Right. So it's let's just say Ron Rivera probably regrets what he says. He apologized for what he said. He publicly said it. He said it. I've, I've had them kind of conversations too. <laughs> I said it. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. I said it, and. What I meant was, <laughs> okay, I know what I said, and I'm telling you, I said it. And what I meant was, and I'm going to clear it up for you right now, him yeah. and Eric Bien-Aimé. So Eric Bien-Aimé has to be professional enough and man enough to hit a man out and go out that door and do his job and coach the offense. I hope things work out. Um, we uh, we don't need much help not getting opportunities. So this one uh, really, 
really was a haymaker when you see it. And um, yeah, one last thing: mm-hmm. the late great Al Davis. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave you because you get the best of this. You get the best GMs. You get the best players. You get the best coaches. Best organization. There's only one thing left. Just win, baby. Mm-hmm. And that that from a gentleman who had the best hair in the business, and his son, his son looks just as I mean, just as amazing. Commitment to excellence. Excellent. Where were you at a couple weeks ago? You said you were. You were where? Ravens training camp. Let's make that the setting for your favorite game this week. <laughs> and that, uh, that game is. Uh, what did they say? A game where the pair of skaters has the opportunity to uh, lose again. Uh, I'm shot fake you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah, ready, I'm, I'm ready for again. you to take, baby. I'm shot What happens is I will play a sound clip um, dirty. It'll have a bleeped out word, phrase. Eric Skeeter has to jump in there and guess what this person said. If he gets it right, he gets a point. He'll have three opportunities. If he gets two out of the three, he wins, which he uh, is not used to. If he goes uh, one or zero oh for three, uh, something he's used to, he will lose the game. And this oh, game oh. is called What oh. Did They Say? Eric Skeeters, are you ready to play your favorite game? Without a doubt, man. I, listen, I, live, I had a dream about this last Let's go. Let's go to a training camp presser. We'll start off with potentially a layup. Your favorite quarterback right now. Lamar Jackson speaking uh, after uh, a live practice. Let's see what uh, Lamar Jackson had to say. Well, I, did, I had to study um, and then just saying the plays out loud, saying them in my mind, um, turn the page, say the play, and then go back and see if I'm correct on the play, just learning the routes on the play, stuff like that. Say that one more time. Let's say that one more time. Well, I, did, I had to study um, and then just saying the plays out loud, saying them in my mind. Um, turn the page, say the play, and then go back and see if I'm correct on the play. Just learning the routes on the play, stuff like that. If I called it correct. Called it correct. Called it or studied it. I'm pretty sure it's called it correct. Lamar Jackson from the deep south of Florida. Uh, phenomenal player down south as a high school player. Same highlights he's doing in the NFL. Imagine him at the high school level. Let's see what he said on this day. Well, I, did, I had to study um, and then just saying the plays out loud, saying them in my mind, um, turn the page, say the play, and then go back and see if I'm right, correct on the play, just learning the routes on the play, stuff like that. See if I'm right. See if I'm right. Correct. Ooh, the old school Ravens logo. Yeah, that's the uh, those wonderful Michael Jackson days, those Elvis <laughs> Burback days. Yes, those are <laughs> good days. Uh, Jamal Lewis, yeah, let's give him some credit too. Super Bowl, Super Bowl championship days. Say that too now. No, they they call what you want, but call them change. Call what you want. Yeah, right there, Dilfer. baby, you were there. You were you were the, uh, you the were Trent there. Dilfer days. Yes, yes sir. Yes, sir. You can hold that up all you want, but that's yes, called sir. deflection. You are currently over one in this game. Nice uh, ploy you tried to play there. Let's go to the next quote. You've got a new running back out there. Melvin Gordon III has joined the uh, the Ravens. He's excited to share that backfield. He was uh, talking about some of the players he was playing with, and uh, let's see what he said on this day. My body feels good. You know, um, I definitely don't feel but uh, I still feel good for the most part. One more time. One more time. One more time. Right. My body feels good. You know, um, I definitely don't feel but uh, I still feel good for the most part. I've watched this press conference too, Kev. You gotta give me a little heads up on what, because you know, I mean, I can't watch everything. Why would I give you a hand? One more. One more time. One more time. One more time. My body feels good. You know, um, I definitely don't feel but uh, I still feel good for the most part. He still, his body feels good. He doesn't feel something. Like a rookie. Or like he's young, something like that. Like, I still don't feel like, you know, yeah. His early <laughs> years. I don't know the exact. <laughs> My body feels good. You know, um, I definitely don't feel 21, but uh, I still feel good for the most part. I knew it was something along them lines. You know what? You know what, King? You know what? You know what? I'm gonna give you that one. I don't feel 21. You said rookie. I'll give you that one. 
you won for two in this game let's do it right all right we got one more quote if you get this one right from your esteemed head coach john harbaugh mm. if you get this one right he is uh talking about the players in his locker room uh you get this one right you'll win the game something you're not used to doing uh, let's get this one let's see what john harbaugh had to say i think he's right on schedule and he's just a worker he likes football he likes being around the guys no different than the other guys he's you know and you appreciate that one more one more time one more time, one more time. i think he's right on schedule and he's just a worker he likes football he likes being around the guys no different than the other guys he's you know and you appreciate that Dedicated the dialed in. It's uh, it is two words. It is two words. Yeah, dedicated or dialed, uh, dialed in. Locked Let's hit it in. one more time. We'll hit it one more time. Okay, okay. I think he's right on schedule, and he's just a worker. He likes football. He likes being around the guys. No different than the other guys. He's, you know, and you appreciate that. I'm gonna just say dialed in. He's 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 into it. He, he, he's if there's two words, I, I, I run the tape. I think he's right on schedule, and he's just a worker. He likes football. He likes being around the guys. No different than the other guys. He's into it, you know, and you appreciate that. Dialed in, into, into it. it. It's three words, bro. Into it. That's three words. Oh, so did I hose you there? Of course you did. You've been holding since we started. What are you now, about? now, if you say I hold you there, I got to take my point back in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> you Eric said, Peters. I said shots, and he said threes. He Eric three. Peters loses the game again. Two this three. is the uh, this is my favorite game, and Eric <laughs> Peters has failed again. This is you know what, Ken? Mm-hmm. I like this game. I like you don't game. like it. No, no, because you know what? It's challenged me. I got to work. I got to work a little hard. Yeah, like, yeah. You got the repetition. Is in. Yeah, I got to get yeah. in the film room. I got to study more. I got to watch more press. You bring nope. my Ravens back on. I need a little heads up, though, because I watch that every day. I go through them scrolls every day. Every oh, day. okay. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. Maybe. Uh, uh, Clowney. Javion Clowney. Wow. Yeah. Well, okay. Go ahead. What was you going to say? We uh the uh the football season's upon us soon, so maybe I'll I'll hit you with Ravens again. I know that's your squad. You know, maybe mess with the Orioles a little bit too, since they're um having a, a pretty good season as well. So um maybe we'll mess with that. But uh it's, just, it's almost time to get out of here, man. Your team has played hard today. Yeah. You can have some final comments uh for your squad. Yes. I understand something in in, in conference realignment. When, because I've experienced it a lot of times. So, literally, Youngstown State, we were in the Midcon Conference. We went to the Rising League, and head coach of Pittsburgh, Ben Holland, said, you know, we were, it was just a, a tough move. Uh, obviously, leaving Virginia Tech, going from the Big East to the ACC, uh, George Mason going from the Colonial to the Atlantic 10. I've seen it, I've experienced it firsthand and living it and south florida we were in the big east when ex- when expansion came and i'll just say that the 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 big east made some moves that south florida was trying to save face with the big east instead of doing what was best for south florida as a university and athletic department and their football programs with um willie taggart as a head coach and stan he coming off the best season in the program's history, going to the third round NCAA tournament, winning 20 plus games, Stan was Big East Coach of the Year. It's always about the money, okay? But my motivating factor for this conference change is to the leadership. And you hear me, Kevin, you see, you hear me say this all the time because yes, great coaches always have great players. Phil Jackson and Michael Jordan and Shaquille O'Neal, Kobe Bryant, Scottie Pippen. That's right. You know, so Pat Riley had Lonzo Mourning, Shaquille O'Neal, Dwayne Wade, and obviously Showtime with the Lakers of Magic Kareem, Jandy House. So, so the, the conference realignment, we understand that 
the big picture is what the goal is. But take in consideration your institution and what what's best for your institution. And if what's best for your institution as a whole is changing conferences. I lived at Virginia Tech. It was an absolute no-brainer. Virginia Tech had been in the Metro Conference with Louisville and Southern Miss and Memphis State back in the days of Del Curry and Bimbo Cole to the Atlantic 10 with Ace Custis to the Big East with Brian Matthews. But when they got into the ACC, it was a match made in heaven. And so Frank Beamer and his success with leaving the Big East, obviously they played the national championship game with Michael Fitt and, and Keon Compton and that crew lose to Florida State. It has to make sense for the institution as a whole. And what we're seeing with this UCLA, with this Pac-12, and it's it's you know in Arizona, and everybody running for the hills for themselves, is that it's always about the money. And the first time you think it ain't, you're the fool. And I got that from Coach Keith Good. So these whole these whole conference situations. In closing, we won't we won't recognize the conferences, and that's fine in the next five to ten years. Remember the Big Eight, now the Big Twelve, and Atlantic Ten, you know, and, and Creighton is in the Big East now. <laughs> it's like you know, Omaha, Nebraska is right. in the Big East. So let's not even, you know, what's in a name, right? With in the next five years, just make sure things that are in place are for the betterment of the student-athlete as a whole. Point blank, period. Because the players make the sport. It's not the lead, it, it's, it's all about the player. And the moment we forget that, the moment we're forgetting everything that's important and everything that matters in college sports. We're not talking NFL. We're not talking Pee Wee League. We're not talking high school. We're talking about a billion dollar industry that's for the betterment of young men and women okay and it's life changing and it's impact on everyone that gets to put on a uniform or be a part of a team division one two or three in AI junior college you get to play college sports it's a privilege but let's make sure at the end of the day it's what's best for the kids Eric Skeeters, that's understand something from Eric Skeeters, dropping some more knowledge on that realignment. And uh, speaking of dropping knowledge, uh, just because I will not accept the disrespect, Eddie House played under Pat Riley from 2000 to 2002 um, with the uh, Miami Heat. Did he win a ring? Uh, was that two? No, I'm talking about winning rings. Oh, okay. I'm talking about rings, okay? I'm talking about Super Bowl rings, NBA rings. That's, no. that, that is convenient that you would be talking about rings at this time, and then you switched out the hat. It was Coffin State all day, and then you started to get yeah, real. We got, we got rings at Coffin. We got rings at Coffin. We won championships, baby. You got real bandwagoning toward the end and threw on the Super Bowl hat. No, yeah. listen, listen, listen. Yeah, man, I, I go back with the state. That's blood. That's home. You yeah, always go home, but I mean, if we both in Baltimore. <laughs> oh, that, uh, that shirt is uh that shirt is incredible man that is uh and when that all happened shout out to my guy dan wright got his tickets to uh big east for me his son james and my two boys evan and miles 2022 we went to the uh big east tournament championship up in madison square garden dan wright got us wow four seats about mm, 10 rows from the floor i mean we was whoo madison square garden mm. hey, folks energy energy <laughs> Having coached in the Big East is the best basketball conference, hands down. Outside, of the, outside of the Sun Belt. And, no. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. Man. Who writes your jokes, Dad? You got to get a writer. When you got to get a writer. When the Big East separated, that was earth shattering, earthquake. I mean, and I mean, what we're looking at now, it don't. It's not even making sense. This is video game type of realignment that we're seeing now the next couple of years look insane but we'll be here to update you throughout it uh thank you for another uh great episode skeet uh yes sir i hope you enjoy the rest of your week get this out to the people and uh the enemy is okay yeah get that right win one and oh if they want to know it's a new point 
They own one. Go. They're gonna be. They're gonna. They're gonna dial the coach back up. Yeah, that's right. Is what it. Sign up for. Put your big boy pants on. You're in the pro. Top assistant. That's Eric Skeeters. I'm Kevin Wilson. We'll see you next time. My man.